Hey everybody, welcome to this devotion on Monday, the second week of January. So glad you joined me. We are continuing our reading in the books of 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles. Today we're going to be looking at 2 Chronicles 16. 2 Chronicles 16, verses 7 to 14. Um, and what I wrote at the top of my journal after reading these verses and the two or three verses in the parallel passage in, in 1 Kings 15 is persistence and consistency for a lifetime um, to the very end can be challenging at times. Uh, Asa, as we talked about Friday, was a good king who got rid of the pagan religion in the southern kingdom and so on. Uh, his heart was devoted to God, but he was not perfect. He did make some bad decisions in his life. There were certain situations, circumstances where he just did not react uh, as wisely as he could have or should have. And we find one of those in today's verses in, in 2 Chronicles chapter 16, starting at verse 7. At that time, Hanani the seer, a prophet, came to Asa the king of Judah and said to him, because you have relied on the king of Aram. Aram, uh, the capital was the city of Damascus. Uh, the area probably was part of what today would be Syria and Jordan. Um, because you have relied on the king of Aram and have not relied on the Lord your God, therefore the army of the king of Aram has escaped out of your hand. Now what the prophet is talking about is in the earlier verses of this chapter, the, the, uh, the Judah, Asa's kingdom, was attacked by a large army from Africa, Ethiopians in particular. And they had poured their heart out to God. Um, uh, we find this back in chapter 14, verses 9 and following. And they poured out their heart to God, and God gave them a miraculous military victory over the Ethiopians and, and their African allies. Well, now you jump ahead, and Asa and the southern kingdom of Judah is attacked by the northern kingdom and its new king, Basha. And this time, instead of seeking God, he sent gold and silver via some envoys to the king of Aram. Uh, Ben-Hadadad is his name. And he, and he goes and says, will you form an alliance with us and you attack the northern kingdom? And that way he'll have to go back. And, and, and so rather than turning to God, he turned to a military political alliance with another country. And so the prophet comes and says, you know, before you trusted God, but this time you did not. And because of that, this foreign army has escaped. You could have conquered them. Verse 8, were not the Ethiopians and, and their allies an immense army with very many chariots and horsemen? Yet because you relied on the Lord, he delivered them into your hand. If you'd relied on the Lord, God would have not only uh, given you victory over Basha and the northern kingdom, he would have given you victory over Aram and its armies, but you didn't trust God, so that didn't happen. Um, verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. 
You have acted foolishly. You have acted foolishly. How would you like it if God sent a prophet to you and said, you have been a fool? And deep from now on, you will surely have wars because you didn't trust God and you thought a political alliance would protect you more than God. You're going to have some wars. And verse 10, Asa was angry with the seer and put him in prison for he was enraged at him for this. So this is an example that here's Asa, this really good king who got rid of all the pagan religions and so on. Um, even removed his grandmother from being queen mother so she could not have bad religious influence on the country. Who when faced with an, with an army so big, the Ethiopians, he turned to God. Now here later, years later, He's attacked by the northern kingdom of Israel, by Basha, that king. And this time he doesn't, he doesn't turn to God. He turns to another country for help. Doesn't turn to God. And when God sends a seer to confront him about this, he gets so mad that he puts the preacher in jail, in prison. Wow. Well, remember he ruled 41 years. So a lot of time passes between the events we just talked about and what happens in verse 12. A lot of years. In the 39th year of his reign, now he ruled his king 41 years. So from year 39 to 41, two, the last two years of his rule as king, Asa became diseased in his feet and his disease was severe. Don't know what it was but it was severe. Yet even in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but physicians. Then he dies. Nothing wrong with medical treatment. Nothing wrong with seeking physicians. But in the midst of it, he didn't seek God. So here's two incidents in his life when this man who sought God and his heart was devoted to God, got rid of the pagan religions, and is viewed as a good king, even by God, on these two occasions forgot to seek God, chose to go different directions instead. And it just makes the point that over time, I mean, over decades, over years, we can start to take God for granted. We often talk about how people can take their marriage for granted, their spouse for granted. You can take success for granted, take your career for granted. You can take God for granted. People take their church for granted. And sometimes they go away and realize that, hey, it's really not better over there. Because familiarity, if we're not careful, breeds contempt. If there's not new and fresh and exciting. There's something to be said for consistency over the long haul. Faithfulness over the long haul. And it's hard. It's hard. Because we become so tempted to take God for granted. To trust in our experiences and our wisdom. And we all probably at times are guilty of this. Um, but the, what really spoke to me is verse 9. I love this image. The eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth. It's like God's... You know, it's not like God has to look over here and then God looks over there. He sees everywhere at the same time. But it's the image that is God's looking. 
But notice what he says. God is looking throughout the earth. Why? That he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. I love this image that God is looking. Is your heart fully devoted to me? If it is, I'm going to help you. Are you really seeking me right now? If you are, I'm going to help you. I love that image that God is looking for people and moments and circumstances and opportunities to bless us and strengthen us and help us because our hearts in those moments are fully devoted to him. And I wonder sometimes how much we miss out that God wanted to do because when he looked at us in those moments, we weren't seeking him. When he looked at us in those moments, our hearts were not really fully devoted to him. I just think there's probably been times in my life, in our church, in your life, when God wanted to do so much more to strengthen us and so much more to help us, but he looked and we weren't fully devoted and we weren't seeking him and we missed out. But the positive side, the flip side that I love is that God is looking for opportunities to help us. So keep our hearts devoted to him every moment because you just never know that might be the moment God says, hey, I've got something really good for you. I love that image. I hope it encourages you too. God bless you and I'll see you tomorrow.